What you actually have to do go like wild and crazy and make all kinds of noise <laughs> right i, I mean which I, I guess i get but the, the the second thing is what threw me when she's like make sure the bear sees you because like i said if the bear doesn't see me we don't have any problems like so i don't know i don't know you know maybe if it's close enough to know that i'm there i gotta make sure it sees me so i scare it away but who the fuck knows but 
I'm glad we got everybody. Josh, it's, it's nice and quiet over on your side, so it doesn't sound like you're running the show from the daycare. Uh, so that's, that's yeah. a nice uh, thing to say there. <laughs> I was going to say, what, whenever you go to, like, the Gatlinburg, they tell you, do not leave any food in your car and do not leave your right. doors unlocked because the bears will get in. They know how to open yeah, right. car doors for some reason. And, and definitely so. don't leave your windows out, for sure, oh, 100%. Absolutely. Your car's going to get tore up. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, guys. So it's uh start of NFL training camp. There's been some a little bit of news leaking out. Not a, not a whole lot of not a lot of shit going on just yet. Uh it just started. But the the biggest news was obviously we had Tyler Murray's contract that he signed and there was a clause in his contract that required 4 hours of studying or, or they, they pulled they pulled that clause. As they of did today. pull that clause now. Yeah. But as what of today. I want to know is First of all, I think they pulled it because I think Tyler Murray's... He was getting team. mocked, dude. He was getting mocked all over the internet, dude. He was. All over the internet. I think they put... I think... I don't think yeah. he, Tyler Murray wanted to do the film study. I think his agent leaked that out because he knew that they... He knew that Arizona would get backlash for putting it in there because he's a black quarterback. And everybody would say, oh, there's racist undertones there. You're, you're putting it in the contract. The black quarterback has to study. And and the agent. I mean, dude. I mean, if he if he has to study, he has to study, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. There's no white or black in that. The quarterback has to study, has to know everything. If you're spending time playing Call of Duty and other stuff, then okay, you're, but you know. Would they put it in Peyton Manning's or Tom Brady's contract? That had, had, listen, let me no, put it this way: Tom done. Brady and Peyton Manning. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning have never had an issue, and if they have, it's never been reported of. But do we know that? I mean, you can go to Pat McAfee. Like, you listen to Pat McAfee. Why would they make that a clause in his contract where they're paying him hundreds of millions of dollars and and, and if it wasn't true? It was just for shits and giggles? No, man. There's got to be something behind it in terms of his studying habits. Yeah. I mean, just look at the first half of the year. Like, he plays out, out of his mind the first part of the year. And the second half, what happens to him? He just he All falls the teams apart. figure him out, and he, he not, plays like ass. Exactly, and so he's not doing the five. He's not studying these teams. I mean that that's because he's like five foot three as well. But that's besides yeah. the point. He truly is. I mean, I mean, he definitely got his height from his career. Five, but five ten is like generous too. You know that he's like really five, like pushing that as well. I think they said he's five, really like five nine. Right. So he was standing next to Dave Portnoy in a pizza review. <laughs> and Dave Portnoy and him look like pretty much the same height to me. The oh, press, love the press. So Kyler Murray's five ten. <laughs> That's what the internet oh. says. Not really five ten. Come on. Well, I mean, if you want to compare, so Russell Wilson is five eleven, Lamar Jackson is six two, Josh Allen is six five. So just give you an Baker idea. Mayf- Baker Mayfield is five eleven as well. He's pushing five eleven, barely. So Baker Mayfield, you know, crash. We'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, Baker in Carolina, but I don't think he's getting that job. No, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I don't think. I don't think there was any racial undertones in that thing. It's just you got to look at 
you're at the most important position in football now. So you have to be able to study tape, and that's how you become better. That's how you beat teams. Uh, if you don't do it, you're not going to win. And Arizona hasn't won anything but, but, with oh, Tyler Murray. Do we know that he, he wasn't doing it, though? Like, Look, again, I'm, I'm telling you, okay. people, uh, when it comes to millions of dollars, people want to protect their investment due to whatever Absolutely. reason, right? I, I mean, like I said, I've been before, Pat McAfee came out clauses and said, in players' contracts as well for weight. I don't know. They're saying that they they removed it because it caused distractions and that it was perceived in ways that were never intended, which to me means that most people read it and thought racial undertone. That's why they took it out. If, yeah. it, if, they, if it was saying that they removed it because it was being clearly perceived in ways that were never intended, racial undertone is what it is. And then if you sit here and look at, at this quote here, okay, uh, that um, uh, Kyle Murray said, I think, um, you know, to think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished and not be a student of the game and not have that passion and not take this serious is completely disrespectful and a joke to me. To me, I'm honestly flattered that at my size I can go out there and not prepare uh, – that you all think that I, at my size I can go out there – and not prepare for the game and not take it serious. He said it's disrespectful to my peers, to all the great athletes and players that are in this league. This game's too hard to play. The position I play in this league is too hard without studying. So, I don't know, man. I think think that this was a way for him to get out of having that clause for him having to study. Listen, if it was racial undertones, they would have got on Lamar Jackson, you know, for the last couple of years, right? Why Kyler Murray, of all people? Because if, if the Baltimore Ravens sit there and come out with a contract mandating that Lamar Jackson <laughs> studies more, then obviously what you're going to see is a trend that basically says, okay, well, if we give these black quarterbacks, if we give the black quarterbacks this, these big contracts, we got we got to make sure that they're studying. No, I don't think it's a, a racial. I don't think it's a white black thing, man. I think they put it in this contract just like a weight clause for another player, or you know, I don't know, a stripper clause for Allen Iverson, whatever you want to call it, right? They have these clauses in contracts to protect their investments. I don't think it's a racial thing. I genuinely think there could be something behind it. Maybe he doesn't study. Do you, you think like uh, DeAndre Hopkins said something, or like an AJ Green said something? Hold on one second. One second. Sam, I'm not saying that the Cardinals put it in there because they're racist. I'm saying the way that it was perceived has racial undertones, and that's why that's why Arizona felt the pressure to remove it because people were coming out stating that it was racist to have that in the contract. So that he's not the first black player to get a contract, a large contract, right? Russell Wilson got one before that. Russell Wilson didn't have the studying mandated in his contract. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm but saying. These why? guys that weren't there's got to be an underlying no reason. There's got to be an underlying reason why they they put that in that contract. Russell Wilson. I'm sure there probably the wasn't because he's what doing another game. That he wasn't studying enough, maybe I don't know. But what I am saying is the reason it's been removed is because of the racial undertones it carries. 
And when it got re- when it got leaked, so you're out, basically saying today's cancel culture took that and flipped it in a different position. Yeah, completely no, agree mean, with you I on get, that. I get Could what have been you're saying. Good. No, I get what you're saying, but there's got to be a reason that was even brought up to even put in that contract. There had to be a reason. I'm thinking somebody on that team said something. I think you got you got two big wide receiver veterans, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. They studied their offense. Could they have yeah. said something like, hey, management, if you're going to give him this contract, you better mandate for him to study a little bit more. Because he's not reading these defenses like he should. The, the and, if, if you go, and if you listen to Pat McAfee, he flat out said, Peyton Manning watched film like a madman. He was up yeah. all day, all night watching film. Well, some guys are still... Aaron Rodgers did that for years, sitting behind Brett Favre, you know? These people, I mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing Kyler Murray to any of them. I'm saying that just like any other issue for a quarterback or a player they may have in their life or whatever you may want to call it, right, I think that there is a reason why they put it in the contract, and I don't think it's racial. I think it's maybe they want him to do... And you know what, to be honest with you, this kid is, is literally a child, right? He completely unfollowed the Cardinals, uh, you know, uh, their Twitter on his Twitter, like right after the season ended, you know, because of the way he was perceived. I see him as a child. So, yes, it should be in his contract of study if he's still a kid. Or he's acting like and, one, rather, and, you know? And that's like the first black quarterback they've ever done that to, too. I didn't see them put that in Dax. That's what I said. I if, they, if they had put it for some other quarterback and it became like an alarming trend, I would be like, all right, there's no reason – why you need to make uh, whoever, whatever player, you know, have it in their contract. He's the first of, of, of black quarterbacks to get this kind of clause in their contract. Maybe DeMarcus Russell had it, but he had that weight clause that was superseding, you know, the studying clause, right? I'll just end it with this, that Kyler Murray is, has to be the first, you know, Asian-American athlete to ever be publicly shamed for not studying enough. So... I don't think that's. You know what's hilarious? They had they had the internet. They had the international math Olympics, and the USA beat China. But guess what? Every single USA uh, contestant was Chinese, of Chinese descent. It it was absolutely hilarious. (laughs) All right, real quick, local question here is. I know there's been some talk about Jesse Bates. Uh, he does. They're saying he's saying he doesn't plan on playing on the franchise tag, but the two sides are apparently pretty far apart on a deal. Um, How old is Bates? If you don't want me asking, Mike. What's that? How old is Bates? Uh, he's I think young, he's 24. Twenty or maybe 25 or something like that. Yeah, uh, he wants to get paid early, like like the other guys. Let's get I mean, yeah. Well, they offered like, him top five pay. They offered him top five pay for the safeties. So, I mean, yeah. they were willing to pay him. He just wanted more guaranteed money. And the the Bengals. But I, what I hear is he wants closer to that eighteen million a year range, which I which I, is I, what Minka Fitzpatrick I think has that. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not paying Jesse Bates that. I, I Jesse I'm not Bates either. Is great. Yeah, he, he's, he's a, he's a, a nice player, but Jesse Bates is not Ed Reed or Troy Polamalu. And I think you know what you know what the the Bengals could do. Why couldn't they give him that guarantee but front load it? You know, 
get it done in the first two years or something like that. So if you suck, they, they you suck can't out. right now because what they're trying to do is save that money for Joe Burrow. For Burrow. Oh, Burrow, Not yeah. They, they, got, they got to pay the big boys. And, and Jamar. And Higgins. And Jamar, but but Burrow and Higgins are coming up at the end of this season or next year or so. They they what, no 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 wait, wait wasn't Jamar a first round pick? Jamar was the yeah first Jamar round pick yeah Jamar, so he's got five he's years got, bro he doesn't have he's got got five years, but I but no but Burrow Higgins and Higgins four. are coming up they're both drafted in twenty twenty Higgins was a second round pick yeah so Burrow, only got Burrow was a first round pick but his time is coming up <laughs> Burrow's probably going to be ready for a contract at the end of next season. Yeah, which is fine, which is coming up to fifth year, right? Almost, yeah. right? Fourth yeah. going into fifth. And that's exactly yeah, why they're – a year before. And, yeah, and that's I would pay him. I would pay, I would pay him. Like, I'd pay him whatever, you, whatever the hell he wants, really. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's kind of why the Bengals – Oh, man. See, that's where we differ, man. I see uh, – like, I'm, I'm a very uh, – you know – you know the history with the Jets and their quarterbacks. Well, come on. I would take Bo in a heartbeat, and it no, pay him exactly saying, what the hell oh, he wants. Sorry, I misunderstood. I misunderstood what you're saying. I thought you were saying pay Bates, and I was like, we'll see. I don't know. I'm no, not... no, no. I said pay Bo what, whatever the hell he wants. On, pay man. him whatever he wants. Make him the highest paid if you have to. Of course, yeah. Well, that's right. why he's going to be. He's going to be the first fifty million dollar quarterback. And that's you know, and that's smart. Because you know what, I think he he'll take on the Brady mentality, the Manning mentality. Well, I'll take a little bit less, make the team around me better. Hopefully, but Josh just said he thinks he's going to be the first fifty million dollar a year quarterback. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we'll that's, that's, I think that's kind of why the Bengals are looking to to sell the naming rights to the Paul Brown Stadium, so they can but get that revenue. Exactly Mike Brown actually said that you know he was like, I hate to do it. Um, he goes, but I got a quarterback to pay for. You can't pay Bates what he wants because you got to start saving up for more important players. They drafted Bates as replacement. Zach Hill. Yeah, Zach Hill. Hill. So so one one thing I like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. They drafted like four safeties this year. Yeah. One of them's got to pan out. One of yeah. One of them's got to, and they're really on that third round pick that they just picked up too. That was a cornerback slash safety. I really like Cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska. I, I think uh, he's going to be a good player. Was it? Was he the second? So what I was saying is that it's it's a it's a good um, angle that the the Bengals are taking. They're kind of sort of taking that you know uh, or you know make the team better in the first five years of your franchise quarterback, right? Yeah. Before you have to pay him your big bucks and make that team better, but you also don't want to chip away of your fund that you're saving up to pay, you know, the big bucks to your quarterback. So you can't obviously pay and everybody else their top tier money. Correct. Yeah. What I think All the right. Bengals are best option to do is go ahead and offer Bates up for a trade, trade them for a first round pick. Somebody's going to pick them up. Or a second. If, some, if someone, yeah, if someone took Jamal Adams for more, you know, we took, we took Seattle for a ride on Jamal Adams. Yeah. So you can definitely. Three first round picks. Uh, I mean, no, we, not three. Not we had, crazy. yeah, we had two first rounders and two second rounders. I think. Yeah, that's I, I what think it was. Yeah. At least second and third for Jesse Bates. But all right, guys, let's let's move on. Uh, all right, so we have some injury-riddled superstars who have missed a lot of time over the past couple seasons. Let's play a little over/under before we get to some camp battles. Uh, you know. 
All right, Christian McCaffrey, over, under, seven games played this year. I say over. Almost, I say over seven, under ten. That's not the game, Josh. <laughs> I, know. I say over, I over seven, over. but not playing the full season. I say over seven, but not playing the full season. Yes, right. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's not the game, guys. That is not the game. Okay? I know that. This isn't hedge, this isn't hedge your bet. It's the numbers <laughs> at seven. Is it over or under? You're both taking the over. All right. Saquon Barkley. Over. <laughs> under what? Saquon Barkley. Over under nine games. Over. Over. What? Okay. Man, I'm I'm taking the under on Saquon. He played almost all the games last year. Did he? That's why I'm no. taking the over on that. He only missed like four games, man. Yeah. No, but he and he still sucked that badly. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. freaking Daniel Jones quarterback, dude. That's why. Come on. Literally throwing dimes right now to Kadarius Tony and Kip. <laughs> no, I'm I'm hearing you throwing dimes to the defense nonstop. Ah. <laughs> uh, Along with that, and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't picks; it was fumbles. Oh, sorry. Uh, so he's got the Adrian Martinez syndrome. Okay, Michael Thomas. <laughs> yes, he does. Over. <laughs> Michael Thomas over under ten games. Over. Under. Wow. I'm gonna go under. Okay. All right. I'm I'm taking the I'm taking the. I'm taking the under too. I'm taking the under. All right, they, last they still one. Yeah, came they, out and said but, if he's healthy all the way to even play yet. Yeah. Um, over under last one. DeAndre Swift, eleven games. Under. Under. Ooh. Under. Okay. Injury prone. I'm taking the you over on that one. I think he plays twelve. <clears throat> all right. Um. All right. So. Sam, this uh, any interesting camp battles that you're keeping an eye on? I know we've been watching the Kenneth Walker situation. I'm hearing Isaiah Spiller is really impressing at Chargers camp so far, especially in a pass-catching role. Um, I don't think he eats a huge chunk into Eckler this season, but Eckler is 27. So I, I can see them starting to phase Eckler out a little bit after this. This is his last year of his guaranteed money as well, by the way. For Eckler? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From the contract he signed, like, I think two years ago, I want to say. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, I, you know, um, the other camp battle I've been kind of watching because they're in our they're in the Bengals division, but I've been watching the Steelers quarterback camp, and it looks like Pickett is the third team. Is third team. It looks like they're going to roll all in with Mitch Trubisky this season. Right. What does that do for <laughs> – Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool from a fantasy perspective. They're only good in PPR. I think they they will only be good in PPR uh, leagues because it's a lot of them are going to be slant things things that Trubisky is not too complicated for him to do. So they, gonna they're going to try to keep, Johnson and I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball too. I think they're going to run Najee till like the wheels come off. Uh, Deontay Johnson gets traded mid mid season. You think he's getting traded? I, I think he's going to get traded. He wants to get. I know paid. he wants. I mean, they may they may realize that their future is is very bleak, <laughs> and they may just dump their stars at that point, right? I, I yeah, I, that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, 
just for the fact that he wants to get paid top receiver money, and you don't know who the starting quarterback is yet. So why give him top money when you don't even know who your starter is and when you can draft wide receivers, especially this I coming mean, there year? there were guys like Christian Kirk that got paid from the Jags. I mean, like, of course he's going to want more money, right? Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. And I think there was a rumor that uh, Green Bay might be uh, possibly going in on that. Hey, speaking of camp battles in Green Bay, your boy from Nebraska is, is, is doing work in Green Bay, by the way. Yeah, Mari Torre. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely doing work, man. I wish I, I I wanted him in our dynasty in our dynasty draft, but someone snagged him up in like the. He's 20s. doing better than 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 uh, Christian uh, Watson, I think. Anyways. I you know, but camp is is one thing. I you never know, man. Some guys show out in camp, and then the season starts. And, and then also, I think they play with first team for a little bit just to get a taste, you know, and yeah. then the other guys come in, right? Yeah. So what what did you guys and think about Cobb will have like a contract that says that he has to be on the field for like X amount of snaps and they'll do that. Yeah. I don't what do you guys I'm, think about uh, Aaron Rodgers coming in looking like Conair? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he looked like Nicholas Cage from Conair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, awesome. he's in that type of situation with that offense besides Aaron Jones. I don't know who else you got. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're. I don't know. We'll see what he can do. If he if he can make something out of these guys like Amari Rogers and Alan Lazard, Lazard, yeah, yeah, Christian Watson and and maybe even Torre and Tanyan, you know, the the really great quarterbacks can win with not much offense. You know, they make the receivers look good, like Tom Brady did with like Dion fucking Branch. Remember that shit? Oh my Deion god. Branch a scrub. He'd be a scrub on any other team. Yeah, and 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 I think fucking Tom Brady made Deion Branch a Super Bowl MVP one year. So, I, and he was like a punt returner for Seattle before that, I believe. Yeah. Before he came on to like, he was like, <laughs> he wasn't even a star. No, he was not. All right, we got about a little bit over thirty minutes left. Let's uh, let's change gears now. Uh, or before we change gears, I forgot because we were going to add this thing. Um, Man, we got a lot to talk about still, but um, there's a couple of key things I want to get to and then some stuff we can brush off. But uh, the first one is season's coming. The season's around the corner, boys. We got to discuss pyramid of punishment punishment for the losers. And um, I, I, I think we, we came up with some good ones. So Joe and Sam and Josh, we need to think of some good ones. Now, the, the caveat is here. The punishments can't be anything that would, A, make us get in trouble, or B, make us lose our job, or C, nothing permanent. So it can't be like a fucking tattoo, right? Nothing permanent. Can't lose your job. Can't be uh, – Can't you can't get in trouble with the law for it. So some of the ones we came up with was like having to do a shot of pickle juice. I think a slap bet was one of them. Another one was like make it – like making someone dress up in just hideous clothing and go grocery shopping in it and taking pictures to make to, to have the proof that they went grocery shopping. So we're looking along the lines of that as we roll this out for the season when the season starts here in a couple of weeks, in about six weeks. So we, we need we need some good ideas here to uh, shout out uh, the, for the Pyramid of Punishment. Pie to the face. 
That's always classic. Oh yeah, he did. He did say a pie to the face. Um, I just think you got to do the ghost mic. pepper tip. Go into an auto zone and ask, "Hey, Tampax just came out with a new engine plus liquid. Do you carry it?" <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Um, the the ghost pepper chip. Oh that would be like the, the top that, pyramid one. The you know what pepper. I think one of us have, what should have to do is when there's like a huge game release, one of us should have to go to like the midnight opening of a game store. Oh, and, God, and stand in line with geeks for like four yeah, hours? Yeah, so stand in line with geeks for like an hour or two. <laughs> Yo, I love that punishment. I actually would take that with open arms. <laughs> uh, or what about what about cosplaying for the movie for the movie? Oh God, movies? dude! Like, so if there's like a new superhero or Star Wars movie that comes out or something. Or like even The Walking Dead, even The Walking Dead, anything Comic Con related. Anything, but, but no, it has to be in a movie theater, right? Like you, you would have to like go to the movie dressed up as character. Oh God. The character. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, that's the cosplay. That, that, that's a that's a good one, but that might get you in trouble depending yeah, on like if you force someone to dress up as like I don't know, Princess Leia. That'd be that'd be trouble, right? No, I'm, but I'm saying like, dude, if, 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 I, if I made you if, if the new Avengers movie was coming out, I made you dress as Thor and go. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we got, yeah, but how how many what, movies are coming movie? out that we could actually dress up as? I don't think there's I'm too sure much there's, I'm, I'm sure there's enough. I'm sure we can find something. I'm sure we can find right. something. Um. <laughs> uh, what, what, what about what about showing up to like a like a park, right, and calling out little kids to play one on one? No, dude. I think that's I think that's, <laughs> that's asking to be put on a sex offender register. <laughs> I mean, you could stage it too, right? I mean, yeah, but if we were if we were like a bigger show and we had a budget to stage it, but we'd have Arjun. I mean, we'd have Arjun play against Josh or something like that. There you go. <laughs> you got yeah. I mean, I, I've got kids too, so that's true. That's true. Yeah, but we're, right. we'll lower the hoop for you, Josh, Josh, so you can duck on him a couple times. Josh, there we go. There's there's a difference between I have kids and. Flash chained in the basement, and now the police are coming to my house type thing. So. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I? Actually, you know what would be one of the best ones. I don't know if we'd get in trouble. I don't think we would get in trouble, but I would like to go to like a religious, a super religious city, or like. You know, like like the Bible Belt area, and dress up as Satan and carry a sign that says "Keep God out of whatever state." Oh, that'll get you in trouble, bro. Just like that. Just like like local, that some, some some deep county local PD will pick you up and whoop your ass in jail without any cameras. Uh, you ain't gonna get in trouble. You gonna get killed. <laughs> you gonna get killed, son. You gonna get killed. Like when Pontius, when Chris Pontius on Jackasses, would keep God out of California. That's <laughs> There's some dude trying to beat his ass. I would love to do that. I I would take that punishment where I dress as the fucking devil. I'm already getting blamed for COVID. I might as well fucking just go. <laughs> All right, I got one. This is this is gonna be a top tier one to where you have the loser standing against a fence 
and the person gets to hit a tennis ball with his racket and see if they can hit him in the back. Oh, that's, oh. Good. that's a good one. That, that, you got to wear a cup, though, and a helmet, maybe. No, you're going to be turned around anyway. So it's just your okay. back, okay. not the front. Okay. I got uh, one that'll get none of us in trouble, but it's gun. pretty painful. It's a top tier punishment. What's the top? What's the top tier punishment? Have, have the person wear a shock collar and order at McDonald's, <laughs> and, and, and the passenger gets to control the collar. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your your wife gets to walk right. around with right. these. That's like jackass stuff. <laughs> that is that is straight jackass stuff. Um, I think top tier punishment is also the cos is like the cosplay one. I would be so fucking embarrassed dressing up as goddamn as a stormtrooper. Now, actually, I'm a helmet on, so they wouldn't know. But like dressing up as like Luke Skywalker and going to a Star Wars premiere, I would fucking want to punch myself, and that would be like one of the worst punishments ever. Well, here's another right. one. You gotta you gotta go to uh, a bar wearing the another team's jersey. Ooh, that might get you in trouble though. A fight that involves drunk people, no, no, man. Really. That's a problem. Just, uh, like if you if you if you if you have me wear a Michigan jersey in an, in, in an Ohio majority Ohio State bar, I'm gonna get masked. I'd rather take I'd rather take the punch to the balls than to wear a Michigan jersey. Oh, so we already <laughs> know Joe. We already know Joe's biggest punishment. There right you now. go. Make Joe wear a Michigan jersey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got bad news. I'm resigning as producer. You can go fuck yourself. We're going to have a lot of we'll good fun. Hey, listen, we went, at that point, then we'll just go from having no producer to, like, no producer, right, Mike? We started right. with no producer. Yeah, exactly. No producer. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, but I look at it this way. It is worth going back to where you guys don't have a producer, and even though you started with no producer, if that means that I don't have to wear a damn Michigan jersey. I'm just saying. <laughs> We can you make better, a Pittsburgh you Steelers not jersey. Lose, you better not lose in your pick-up week then, Joe. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's table this. We, we, we got to have another discussion for this, but we got about 25 minutes left. So we will, come, we will, get, re, we will uh, revisit the pyramid of punishment later on. All right, guys. So um, – Raymond Green wants a max contract, and he has been say, saying basically if he doesn't get one, he's leaving Golden State. Shame on him. Shame on him. The guy averaged seven points per game. Shame on him. I, and he's I got two years left on his contract too, right? Than anybody else does because I'll be honest with you. like He, he played a part in the Warriors' four championships, but – if there's no Steph Curry or KD on that team, that team is not winning four titles. Correct. So, you take out Draymond, you might win two. You're still you winning might, two, though. Yeah, you might win one or two without Draymond. For sure, you might win one or two. But Draymond wants a max contract, but his everything has gone downhill for him. His defense isn't what it was. He's Watch the Pistons are going to pay him. He's going to come back home. Right. He's going to end up coming back to Michigan, and the Pistons are going to pay him. That's what's going to end up happening. Wow. Well, I'm hearing this is this is what I'm hearing now. This is an interesting trade scenario. Draymond, excuse me, Draymond wants the max contract. So here's the trade offer: Draymond Green, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, plus two first round picks to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant. 
Durant now comes to Golden State. He left. A lot of the reasons was because of Draymond Green. You replace Draymond with Durant, and now you run it with Durant, Curry, and Clay Thompson. You lose Jordan Poole, and you lose Kaminga. And you still have Wiseman, right? You still have Wiseman. You still have Looney. And you still have Moses Moody. Uh, you still have some other guys. Um, you still have Kevon Looney, right? You still have Looney. You they still signed have Kevon Looney, yeah, all these guys. So it's quite possible that that deal works out best for Golden State. But I do think – I don't know if Golden State would do it just because with Kaminga and Jordan Poole, you are set up for when Curry is no longer an elite player. Because I think Kaminga is going to be a really special player in four years. And I think Jordan Poole is going to be an all-star level player in a year or two. So I just I, – I feel like – I don't think that trade happens because of Kyrie Irving. I really think so. I don't think Kevin Durant's already going to bat for his boy. I don't think he's just going to up and leave. Well, the, the, the thing is, I'm, what I'm hearing is Durant requested a trade because he wants away from Kyrie. Oh, it's the other way around. I didn't read that. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I was reading this. It's that because, because if you notice, Durant requested a trade the day that Kyrie opted in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. That's uh or maybe or maybe you know all the the, the ramblings you've been he- listening to over the summer where Kyrie Irving wants to play with LeBron James again and yeah. be in LA or whatever the hell, you know, that might have played a role in him being like he probably he may have known that ahead of time too. Yeah. And said, "Screw it, I'm out too." So, um uh, Nick Wright was at it again. Um, our favorite person to hate on. Oh, and by the way, before we get to this, before we get to Nick Wright and his stupid takes, we have the finals of we have not only the champion uh, we not have not only the championship but the winner of the most annoying sports bracket. So, Nick Wright went over JJ Reddick by a pretty substantial margin, seventy percent of the vote. Skip Bayless goes over Stephen A. Smith with 60% of the vote. Wow. But in a shocking upset, Skip Bayless defeats Nick Wright with 55% of the vote. I mean, they're all wow. hateable. I just thought Nick Wright was more hateable. than all I thought things. Nick Wright was more hateable, too, but apparently people really loathe Skip Bayless. So let me get to what Nick Wright said here. Wait, can I ask you a quick question? Is Skip uh, Bayless even, yeah, like, uh, yeah. is he even relevant nowadays? Who? Good. Yeah. I, he's, he still is relevant, I guess. Um, okay. I guess he's yeah, him and uh, but... Shannon Sharp. Okay. But uh, Nick Wright, uh, he released his top 50 players of all time. Well, he said of the last 50 years, but then he clarified on first things first that it's of all time. Nick Wright had Michael Jordan number three behind Kareem and LeBron. He has Michael Jordan as the third greatest player of all time in NBA history, a third best player of all time. I think it's laughable, guys. I know we have this Jordan-LeBron debate. Oh, it's completely laughable, dude. Without all I got to do, all I got to say is, Sam, what did you sell that man? I mean, if I had some left, I'd be smoking it right now, brother, honestly. God damn. After hearing that, after hearing that, I would have been like, shit, I should have held on to it. <laughs> All right, so 
we we all know LeBron and Jordan, and we've we've done this research before. We get it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a six-time champion, same as Jordan. He's a two-time Finals MVP, and he is a six-time MVP. So he's got one more valuable player on Jordan, but Jordan has six Finals. MVP. Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's not forget the miles upon miles of time that that Kareem has in the NBA versus Jordan. Right. That's correct too. He played a lot longer than Jordan did. He played 21 seasons in the league. Jordan played a total of 15 with a couple breaks in between, right? But here's the thing. You're right, Sam. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played 21 seasons. He also is a seven foot two center. Of course, it's a lot easier for him to dominate than Jordan, who was six foot six. He was a shooting guard. At the time when Jordan became the best player in the league, it wasn't typical. Usually the best player in the league was typically a, a center or a big man. Oh, just look at look at the draft, Mike. There were two big men selected before him in the draft. Yeah, Olajuwon and Sam Bowie. So, oh. I, I don't know. I, don't, I know that Kareem has the scoring record. That's all well and good. That is fine. He, he, he scored 38,000 career points. He averaged 24 points for his career and 11 rebounds. Jordan, for his career, averaged – 30 points per game. He played six less seasons than Kareem and only finished about 8,000 points behind. No, only finished 6,000 points behind. That's wild. That's wild. Because for him to score 1,000 points in a season is child's play. Yeah, child's play. So if you think – let's say he doesn't retire after the 93 finals. And he stays in the league, let's say, two years. Let's say he, that, that retirement doesn't happen. And then let's say he's, he doesn't lose basically an entire season with a broken foot. And let's say he plays one or two more years after the 98 season. He probably has Kareem's record right there. And let's say in, in four more seasons total. So, right. I don't and know. let's not count the seasons that Kareem played that he was useless too. Yeah. So he sat towards the end of his career. He sat on the bench a lot. So, oh, I mean, if, if Michael did that as well, he could rack up the games played and all that other crap that Kareem had. This is the other thing is LeBron James has all these records. They're longevity records. He came in the league at 19. He is 38 years old, 37 years old. He's played in the league for 20 years. You, you There's guys, none of you – I, I guarantee you, right, I, and, and I, I would love to have this debate with Nick Wright in person and tell him this, is most people, okay, probably believe that Babe Ruth is one of the greatest baseball players to ever live, correct? If we're all talking here. Yeah, and, and the, the normal person that doesn't know much about baseball. Well, no, I'm not saying. Yeah, because that's the main thing no, you're I, always hearing. It's either Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, baseball player to ever live. I, I think. I mean, I granted he played a long time ago, but I'm just saying you most most people would sit there and say Babe Ruth is the greatest player to ever lived. But Hank Aaron outbeats him in a lot of categories. But Hank Aaron played more seasons than Babe Ruth did. Babe Ruth. You know, uh, Babe Ruth probably – I think he came to the majors at 20 years old in 1915, but he only played in 42 games. 
He didn't play in a full season until 1919 when he was 24 years old. He was 24 when he finally played 130 games in a season. But if you look at Hank Aaron, right, who whole, who broke the Babes record, he came in the league at 20 and played in 122 games. And he played till he was 43 years old. And so he has better stats than, than Babe Ruth. But I don't think anybody would sit there and tell you that Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron was a better baseball player than Babe Ruth. That's what I'm getting at is you have these guys in baseball and other sports who play in the league for a long time, and they have these career achievement records where the, you know, they, they, they broke in all these records because they played for longer. But to me, if you're the best player, in the, if you're the best player ever, whatever sport, it's your peak. How good were you at your absolute best? And Michael Jordan's peak, nobody can touch him. Not LeBron James, not Magic Johnson, not Kobe Bryant, not, not Tim Duncan, not even Kareem. Kareem was carried to four more championships by Magic Johnson and James Worthy in the Showtime Lakers. As evidenced by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar winning six titles, but only twice being named the Finals MVP. Yeah, and he would have only had two if he didn't join that Showtime squad. What's that? He would have had only two. He would have only had one. Oh, really? Yeah, one. You're right. He won five titles with the Lakers. Yeah. Starting in 1980. He was only – he was – NBA Finals MVP in the 71 team when he led the Bucks to the championship. But then he was Finals MVP in 85 for the Lakers. But Jordan has six rings and six Finals MVPs. So, Let's also not forget Kareem lost in the Finals as well to the Celtics. Yeah, Celtics and to the, to the 76ers. And to the 76ers. So, well, I mean, let's, let's, Jordan's never lost in an NBA Finals. Ever. No. Never lost. Let's also, Never saw drives, Game 7, bro. Get out of here. Never saw Game 7. also drives me a little bit crazy is that they, um, we try to compare athletes that are generationally separated. Uh, you, got, you, know, you mentioned Babe Ruth. Uh, you know, so, example, um, do you know what the average um, pitching speed was uh, when Babe Ruth compared to now? Like, I bet you the average pitching speed when Babe Ruth played was probably 88 miles per hour compared to 97. No, I'm, I'm going to say 80 70, miles an hour. 75. 75 miles 70. per hour um, compared to what it, uh, now the average so was to play that 94. I was going 75 in high school. <laughs> That's right. what I'm saying. You'd be able to play yeah. back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But that's no, what I'm mean, saying is, I mean, now I'm not taking away. I mean, Babe Ruth, for his time, was an amazing baseball player, and he should not be taken away, you know. But yeah. you take Babe Ruth and move him to now, is he still that high-quality hitter? Probably not. Now that you have black well, I mean, maybe, but I think he, he had the IQ, though, right? That's one thing that doesn't change over time is the IQ. So I think he would have managed to still be great in today's day. With today's strength and conditioning and all that extra good stuff, right? Yeah. So so how do we how do we say Babe Ruth is the greatest ball player ever just because he had all the home runs? 
Why isn't somebody I, like no, Pete just, Rose John, in that no, discussion? I was making an example. I was making an example that no, if you no, asked. Okay. No, I get that. that, that no, I get that. Ask Mike left a bunch of people. You know, like or like another example is Mickey Mantle is a fantastic baseball player, but I'm sure there's players out there who played longer than Mantle did that put up better numbers. Same thing with Sandy Koufax, okay? Sandy Koufax is a prime example. There are going to be pitchers who absolutely destroy Sandy Koufax in wins and other metrics because Sandy Koufax, he only played for eight seasons. He played eight seasons – or, sorry, he played ten seasons. Sandy Koufax only played for ten seasons, and in those ten seasons, he won 165 games. He was a seven-time All-Star. NL MVP, and he won three Cy Youngs. That, to me, is incredible that he played 10 years, and he was a seven-time All-Star. He won four World Series, and he won won 30% of the Cy Youngs in that 10-year period. What's that? And won 30% of the Cy Youngs in that 10-year period, in that decade. To me, is incredible. So, but, you know, there's going to be pitchers out there who have more wins, they have a better earned run average, maybe they have more strikeouts, but there's very few people that can sit there and say, oh, well, that they're better than Sandy Koufax was because Koufax. Well, my, my, thing, my, my thing was is why do we always say the best baseball player is always the one that hits the most home runs? That's, that's kind of how we judge baseball players is, well, how many home runs you got? Pitchers, how many wins you got? You're right. Sandy Koufax only played 10 years. You got a guy that his record probably will never be broke ever, and that's Pete Rose. Why is it? Yeah, I was going to say, Pete Rose belongs on top of that list if that's the case, right? If you look at the other things, right, you'll see that Pete Rose kind of changed the the game, you know, in his in his own way. Well, the reason Rose is number one when it comes to hits. Um, Real quick, Josh, let me just preface this by saying that a lot of people don't say Babe Ruth is just the best because he hit the most home runs. This man had. 2,214 RBIs for his career. He has a lifetime average, a lifetime average of 342. Lifetime average of 342. He has less less strikeouts than most – he has less strikeouts than most people have. He has less strikeouts in his career than most people have in, like, five seasons now because everybody strikes out about 150 times a season. Uh, well, like, dude, like almost had 3,000 hits. He had 28,873, and he has a career. Did he pitch as well at the beginning of his career? Yeah, he was a pitcher, too. At the beginning of his career, too. Yes, he was a Shohei Otani. Uh, what's crazy to me, though, guys, what is crazy to me for all the luster and everything that Babe Ruth has, he only ever won one MVP That's in 1993. That's kind of wild. Well, that was because he was kind of a loudmouth, and so you know that that's where the uh, yeah. And back then, character was like a huge thing, right? It's the type of character you were that kind of garnered your votes. You know, a good boy would get it instead of him. But I don't know who was who was putting MVPs because Ty Cobb wasn't getting them. But I'll say this: Mickey Mantle won three MVPs. He won three MVPs in his career. Uh, but, uh, you know, like we were saying, but it just, it's, it's interesting that Nick Wright likes to bring up longevity statistics when we all know 
that LeBron. Oh, those stats are bloated. Everyone can see it from a mile away. You know, you're yeah. taking you know a median average of X games <laughs> comparing it to Y. It's completely off. Yeah. All right, guys, we got about seven and a half minutes left, and I want to get to this before we end our show. We had the end of an era in WWE. Vince McMahon announcing his retirement amid scandal investigation. Um, I don't know what this means for the business moving forward. Vince McMahon was a visionary. He brought us WrestleMania. He he, wrestling was booming in the eighties. And then it was really booming in the in the mid to late nineties and early two thousands. That was the eighties were like the golden area era, but it really it really skyrocketed with the Monday Night Wars and like the the Attitude Era. And I I don't know if there's gonna be another guy that can do what Vince McMahon did because if you remember when WWE started by Vince McMahon's father, they were a regional promotion. They were in New York and Connecticut. They were on the East Coast mostly. They were regional. And that was when wrestling had all the territories. Then they started getting all these different stars from the different territories, and they became one big, giant company. But Vince McMahon's the one that ushered that in, and he ushered in WrestleMania, which is, you know, it's by far the biggest wrestling. Everybody knows WrestleMania, right? Like WCW. He, he almost created a sport, right, if you look at it. Like, yeah. wrestling was a very regional sport, like you were saying before that. He yeah. kind of took it to a national level. Yeah. And, and he and, basically and, pushed his dad out of the business when he did that. Because yeah. so, his dad wanted to stay regional? Pretty, yeah, he, he forced his dad. He ended up, I think he ended up buying the company from his dad. It's like, hey, so you, his dad wanted to stay regional? Is that the reason why? I think his dad so. I think to he stay small? The small market. Yeah, yeah, because you had you had He's other got that old school mentality. Yeah, and Vince was like like Louis said he was a visionary. He's like, man, I can grow this. I want to grow this. I got these right. great ideas. Yeah, I want stars from California, not Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, but I I think in the last couple of years, what's happened to him? He's seventy six years old. What's happened to him is what happens to all great visionaries when they get old. They start to lose perspective of what's popular now. I'll give, I'll give you a prime example of someone like this. Al Davis for the Raiders. Oh, Al yeah, Davis, 100%. Al Davis was a great owner in the 60s and 70s for the Raiders. He, he was the one that – He won a Super Bowl, right, with John Madden. Not only the Super Bowl, but he was instrumental in the AFL and NFL merger and also bringing the Super Bowl to life. He was instrumental in that. But then you saw what his Raiders teams became in his later years. He was all focused about speed, 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 speed. If you had a great combine, he, he was going to draft you in the first round. And, and the Raiders suffered in the last seven to ten years of his ownership because he couldn't get out of his own way. And I feel that same that set back That set back, like, a lot of, like, rebuilding, too, for the, for the organization, right? So that's what oh, I love yeah. about Vince is he couldn't get out of his own way. There was, there was better ideas getting floated out there, not only by Triple H, but by other creative people. And Vince McMahon was kind of set in his ways. So I do think it could be good for WWE moving forward. It still stays mostly in the McMahon fan family. I think Stephen McMahon is now like the head of it, but uh, Triple H is now the head of creative. And I think together they will be able to do things. Although 
this upcoming SummerSlam card leaves, excuse me, leaves a lot to be desired. I think it, yeah. there's going to be a period of transition, like you were saying, between old school and new school thought. And I think that it'll take some time. It's going to be, you're going to have a bunch of dud events, but one of them's going to hit eventually, I think. Well, here, here's a, a nice quote from a former WWE superstar, CM Punk. Is Vince McMahon really gone? He might have said he's retired. He might act like he's retired. But is he really retired? Is he really stepping back? So you're back? saying is he still pulling the strings and he's a puppet master? We just don't know. Him. That's, that's, what, that's what CM Punk came out and said. It's like, I don't know if he's really gone. He might still be pulling the strings a little bit. So... I guess the, what Louis is saying is we kind of got to wait and see how these storylines start going. Uh, if they get better, if they get worse, then we know it's he's still pulling the strings. Uh, we'll yeah. see if ex-WWE stars start coming back because they rather work with Triple H. They didn't like Vince McMahon. A lot of these good well, writers. Oh, yeah, it's possible. I think it was some of the they, younger they guys. They flat out like said, Adam, like, 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 yeah, a lot of these writers, they would say, we would write a script. He come in, doesn't like it, rip it up. And they have to write the, rewrite the script within an hour before the show starts. That's why a lot of these shows sucked, because you're, you're yeah. taking away these writers' ability to do their job and making them redo it within an hour. So, I mean, who, who wants to work where they're feared? They have to fear for yeah. their job every day. Um, Josh, we were talking about this earlier. It feels a lot like we got a lot of rehashes for SummerSlam. We saw, we've already seen Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Why are we rehashing that? Bobby Lashley beat Theory for the United States Championship and Money in the Bank, and Theory went on to win Money in the Bank. If he's Mr. Money in the Bank, why are we having him fight for the United States Championship right now? I'm fine with you him trying have- to reclaim it. I'm I'm fine with at least one more match between the two. Um, okay. But if you make it last longer, then yeah, that's a problem. Um, we have we have Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. We've seen this a lot. I don't know why we can't put. Though, here's my theory on this: is they're going to take the title off Bianca Belair and give it to Becky Lynch, and that that's because I, I I feel that they don't think that Bianca Belair can carry the Raw Women's Championship. I think they're looking for more star power there. I don't think Bianca Belair's matches have been or her feuds have been overly enticing. I think they're going to put the strap back on Becky Lynch. I think Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar, and then that's the last we see of Brock Lesnar. I I don't think he's coming back after this match with Roman Reigns. He might end up, but with Vince McMahon being gone, I, I don't know if Brock Lesnar is sticking around. I, I could totally see him losing to Roman Reigns and then us not seeing Lesnar again. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with that one, too. Is I mean, if you read the articles right after he retired, he left the TD Garden right after yeah. that announcement. He flowed out and left. There was reports he was yeah. on his jet flying home, but he ended up showing back up on SmackDown at the very end. So they probably talked back into it, like, hey, just finish this run for um, till SummerSlam and just be done. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't sound like he wants to be in WWE anymore without Vince. I think Vince yeah. gave in to him a little you know too much. And Roman, 
he's going to be a part-time champion. I don't like that either. I think your champion has to be a full-time guy. You can have these part-timers come and go for big events like SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. That's fine. But you, the, the, the days of these part-time champions, uh, they, they should be gone. If they're not wrestling on Raw or SmackDown or at every pay-per-view defending the title, I, I think that's a bad look. So I, I think Triple H could fix that. I, I don't think it's going to happen now. I do think that at some point Roman Reigns is going to drop the straps to, I don't know who he drops it to. What I would personally like to see at SummerSlam this 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 Sun Saturday is Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have a all-out drag-out fight. Theory tries to cash in, and he loses. And then because I don't think Theory's ready to be champion at all. He's he's just not. He's not no, ready he's not. to be the champion. He's not ready to carry the company. So let's get that out of the way. Then I would like to see Roman Reigns drop the titles at like Royal Rumble. Then he can have his match at WrestleMania with his cousin, The Rock, and we can have a new champion, you know, whether it's Cody Rhodes crowned at WrestleMania, maybe you have somebody take the titles off Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble, have Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble, and, you know, maybe someone like Drew McIntyre takes the titles, and we can have Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes for the titles at, at WrestleMania. Do you, think, do you think that Triple H is going towards that younger talent now, looking, like, as far as the vision of, of, of WWE moving forward? I don't know. We'll I think see what we're going to see in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think it's too early to tell, but I think we – That really wasn't for you, Mike. That was for Josh. Oh, sorry. My bad. No, yeah, no. You, Sam, you're absolutely right. Triple H does like this young talent. That's why he ran NXT, and he did really well with this young talent. The, the talent loved him when he was down there. As soon as these kids got on the main roster, they floundered, and they wanted to leave. So I think there's going to be definitely be a youth movement coming up in NXT, and you're going to, you're going to see a whole different show I think in Raw. And what what was literally announced, which I hope what happens is this last man standing, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, bloody messes, because WWE is going yeah. back to TG14. Oh so yeah, I that I was exciting. I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't want to be a dick, but I wanted to at the same time. All right. <laughs> oh, I love, love when I see some blood on them. Like, man, this is actually wrestling again. It's entertaining. <laughs> all it right, guys. That is all. I think it might scare the kids a little bit, but it's wrestling. It's entertainment. I think. I think it'll be. I, it is. Yeah, that's when we were growing up, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brawl and panties matches coming back, baby. <laughs> give me give me Nikki Bella in one of those matches. Let's go. Yeah. All right, guys, that is all the time we have on a Friday. Uh we will be back again on Monday. Uh looking forward to it. Uh thanks everybody. Uh we will be back with a big show on Monday. We got uh, a couple of guests coming on soon now. Um that that's gonna be picking up steam and we got uh real sports coming back soon, so Thanks, everybody. Enjoy your weekend.